Refresh Your Soul with your turquoise angel guide, Catherine M. Lau, and her variety of guests on the Celestial Spoon, formerly Spiritual Destination. As an author and speaker about mental illness, Catherine has first-hand experience with mental and physical interactions and how spirituality plays a part in overcoming struggles. She utilizes her skills as a psychic medium and spiritual advisor to guide others to feel invigorated and empowered to go forward in their own struggles. Listen to inspirational conversations relating to sometimes difficult emotional journeys towards self-awareness and spirituality. These journeys brought positive effects toward her guest's mental and physical health and will inspire you to take action and create a healthier and happier personal environment for yourself and those you interact with. You will get the feeling of knowing these people during these relaxing conversations and want to follow them. Now, here's your host, Catherine M. Lau. Hello, everybody. Welcome to today's episode of The Celestial Spoon, and thank you for taking the time from your busy day to spend with us and learn about my guest. I hope you're enjoying the season of winter, and um, my husband is looking for snow because he's a skier, and we haven't had a lot of snow in New York yet, but it's coming. So um, today is January 11, 2019, and he's very hopeful. And please remember to subscribe to my podcast so you don't miss any important information that my guests share. You can find the link on my website, www.thecelestialspoon.com. Also, please share these shows with your friends so they can gain a lot of insight from my guests and, you know, continue on with everyone else. I am your turquoise angel guide and a warning award-winning author and speaker, an advocate for mental health, a psychic medium and spiritual guide, along with being a wife, mother, grandmother, and great-grandmother. And I got to babysit one of my grandchildren, not babysit, just go and play with one of my grandchildren that's going to be nine. Oh my goodness, I'm mixing up all my numbers. That, that must be a message of some kind because I'm going to see the nine-year-old tomorrow, but I was with the three-year-old on Sunday, and I had so much fun playing hide-and-seek with him. That's his favorite thing to do. So I hope you all enjoy your families and you know get to play with your children when it's possible and the grandchildren. I share my journey of healing and accomplishment after a suicide attempt in 2014 to inspire others to make themselves come first. Listen to your inner voice. I offer spiritual guidance to help you through your struggles. I also do psychic readings and spiritual guidance for every aspect of your life. Please check it out on my website. Now we ask our spirit guides, loved ones, and angels to be present during our time together and to guide us through a wonderful conversation and help us share our visions with the world. I'm thrilled today to be interviewing Donna Blevins, PhD. Donna is a mind shift coach, motivational speaker, and international professional poker player who used her mind shift exercises to accelerate her miraculous recovery from a life-threatening stroke. Her innovative, game-based, 
brain retraining techniques help wounded warriors suffering from post-traumatic stress disorder and traumatic brain injury, which, each, which earned her the recognition award from the Department of Veteran Affairs. Donna is transparent and openly shares how you can shift your mindset in an instant. I love that idea, so I'm looking forward how to shift my mindset on things that I haven't accomplished yet. So hi, Donna. It's great to have you. Welcome. Catherine, it's wonderful being here. Thank you so much for having me on your show. You're welcome. I am excited to, to explore everything about mindset because I, I do know um, what we put in our minds is what we put out to the universe, so I'm excited to hear your outlook on it. Is there anything interesting going on in your life? Oh, what's interesting is I keep getting notifications that the book, my book, Mind Shift On Demand, is, rate, is going up higher in, in the categories. I just got notif notified that um, last week that it was number five in hypnotherapy. And I just received a notification today that it was number 20 in educational decision-making. And I'm thrilled that it's going across the different categories fluidly without needing me to push it. That is wonderful. Congratulations. When did your book release? The book released the end of 2017, but it's copyrighted 2018. And the week that the Kindle was released, the print book was released, and then the Kindle was released on Veterans Weekend, Veterans Day weekend. And without any promotion or advertising, it went to number one in hot new releases in sports psychology for three solid days. Wow, that is wonderful. Congratulations. Thank you. And I had no idea where the category was supposed to be. But right. she, she found her own place. It's, it's like I just published and she launched. That is wonderful. I'm always happy to hear that. And I haven't gotten a chance to read it yet, but I know it's going to be a powerful book for me to follow also. Thank you for sharing that. You're welcome. And what I would like to say to anyone who is a reader is that we tend to, we want to read something, but we get a lot of, we have a lot of interruptions. And mm. that's just life. And what I have found is that I have 12 mind shift exercises in the book, and there are 15 chapters. And what I've discovered over the past year from people that have responded back and said, oh, this, this mind shift exercise is wonderful, I really love this one, is I would counsel to read one chapter a day. Because okay. the, con the concepts are simple, but some of them are uh, maybe unusual. But the, the whole idea about doing one chapter a day has to do with allowing the subconscious mind to absorb what you just read. Our subconscious mind is a perfect recorder. It simply allows a playback system because it plays back what has been anchored with highly charged emotions. So what we need to do when we're experiencing positive is we need to anchor that 
with high energy so that when we want something to come up to our conscious mind, that 10%, we're like an iceberg. Our, our mind is like an iceberg. We only see about 10% of it. The rest of it is, is our subconscious mind. So when something is wonderful, you need to anchor it. Anchor it with not just thoughts or not just thinking, well, this, this, this feels good. You need to, to anchor it physically. What did that smell like? What, did it, what was the temperature around you? What were you wearing that day? What was, you know, what was the room you were in? What color was it? So the more you can anchor a positive situation, the easier it is to bring it back up to your conscious mind. Wow, thank you. I, I've never given that any thought about anything like that. Um, I guess my situation would be that I don't keep everything in the subconscious for long. I can't recall it, except for my dreams. I think because I'm so flooded with stuff that I think it kind of interrupts that type of messaging to me. You think that's true? Well, clutter, mental clutter, I actually call mind trash <laughs> because, mm. because I wanted to figure out how to toss the trash, and that's actually one of the mind shift exercises, and, I, and I'll share that with you because I love it. It, it. I was able to create it in the mid-'80s and have been using it continually. And if you will imagine with me that you're walking into a room in a beautiful home that is your home, and in this room, it's an unusual room because it's completely empty. It's, oh. There's no furniture. It's beautiful. It's clean. The walls are whatever color you like. The floor is whatever type of flooring you like. There's nothing on the walls. The only thing different about the room is on the far wall, the one you're facing, there is a huge window. And to the right of that, there is something on the wall. It is a roll of trash bags. And when I discovered this, it was during my first full-length meditation when someone was walking me through the concept of go find a room. You know, what do you, what do you really need to do? And I went in this room and I walked up to this window and I got all this stuff is overloading me. All the clutter that you said, absolutely mental clutter. I love that term, by the way. Mm -hmm. And I reached over and I got a trash bag and I opened the trash bag. And what was so fun was that I opened the trash bag and all these thoughts took physical form and they, these words are going from my head into the trash bag. And I yeah. thought, well, let's get rid of some more. And so I reached up to my head and I, I want that thought gone and I would push it in and and I just stood there, and then I said, okay, that's full. And I tied up the bag. I said, what am I going to do with it? So I reached back, and I threw it out the window. And when it went out the window, it completely vaporized and became perfect neutral energy. And it was a place that I would be able to go to in the middle of the night. I was experiencing trauma or stress. I'd wake up fretting. And I said, wait a minute. Just go to the trash room and toss the trash. And it is an, a simple, fast way to get rid of negative clutter thoughts. And that is perfect for me when I'm trying to fall asleep <clears throat> because I have insomnia and then the thoughts come and the thoughts come and now I have a way to get rid of them. Thank you. 
But well, what you're about, welcome. What about the physical clutter? Because that's what I have a lot of too. The physical clutter. I imagine it has to do with allowing yourself to let go. Mm. And when you're dealing with, uh, we have a lot of boxes around. Mother is 92. She has been, she's blessed her life and has been with us since 2002. So she's been here sharing her home for 17 years. And Mother didn't want to get rid of a lot of stuff and so I've, I've actually still have things here that are in boxes and I said this this last week I said mom let's figure out how we can let go of stuff because what I have discovered over the years is that the more you hold on to when your house is overloaded there is no place for abundance to flow mm. We block abundance when we hold on to things. And when I embraced that, that thought or that concept, I started saying, okay, and I'll take a box. And one, I said, Mom, let's sit down with this box and decide if it's something that you really want to keep for the rest of your life or would you like to share it with someone? Mm-hmm. And so we've been going through a box a day, and it's very, it's very rewarding and very refreshing to let go. What I learned through the poker game is that the biggest problem people had at the poker table regardless of their experience was their re- resistance to let go they would hold on to cards and hold on to a hand even when they knew deep down in their gut that they had a losing hand so i've called it give yourself permission to fold Fold early and fold often. And the more open space you have in your home, the more abundance will flow to you. That's a theory. And I believe, well, it's a theory. I do believe it too. I've been getting messages like that from my angels, but I've given myself the permission, but I haven't gotten to the point of actually letting go. And it's very interesting because the first card that I pulled, excuse me, was um, from the Life Purpose deck and its options. And right away I said, I don't think this card is meant for you. I think it's more meant for me and anybody else in my type of situation where the angel is holding a a scale where you... um, like you would see in a lawyer's office or something like that, and you got one side is light and the other side is heavy. And it's it's a matter of me having to balance out my life. So um, everybody else listening that I believe this card is for everyone that, you know, everything in life is definitely about balancing out. And especially with... Um, my experiences with mental illness and everything that I've learned that if I'm not really balanced mentally, physically, with my soul, then things don't go smoothly. But once I do balance myself, I know the options fall in place. So that was meant for everybody. And Donna, the card that I pulled, the second card, is from the Archangel deck, and it's Spiritual Understanding. 
And this angel has a, like a maroon purple um, cloak, I want to call it. And his arms are raised and there is so much geometric shapes going on, like it's going from one point to another. You could see a star and then there's lights in the corners and then there's more shapes inside of that. And I feel like, Donna, you've, you've gone through so many changes in your life of aspects of spirituality that you you have absorbed so much, but the Holy Spirit is up above saying you still have a lot more to absorb and a lot more to learn and share with people. So this, um, the prayer is to Archangel Raziel, and it says, I am bringing you esoteric information and symbols and helping you understand spiritual truths. So I think that's what's going on, is that you still have a journey for yourself besides helping everyone else. Do you feel that to be true? I think there's always a journey, Catherine. Mm, it's, okay. it's, it's always a journey. And when my husband and I took our first trip together before we were involved, we were in business relationship, and I had actually ridden with him from California to Florida to bring a vehicle to Florida, and I said, one of the things that I want you to understand is it's not about the destination. It's about the journey. And I'm all about, I am a, a student, a, a lifetime student. I, I went back to school at the age of 56 to get my doctorate, my two masters and a doctorate. And wow. uh, I, I was well into my 60s before I got my Ph.D. and two masters. Uh, That's so my, great. Thank you. Um, that's interesting because my mother sent me a birthday card a couple of years ago and said that exact thing, that it's the journey. And everything that I talk about with my life is I'm on the journey. So we are sharing that journey together. Absolutely. Yeah. Would, you like, would you like me to share with you and the listeners my mind shift exercise that I believe has been life-changing for me? Yes, please. Thank you. Um, in, on Halloween 2013, I was convinced that the, the, the draft for my book, Mind Shift On Demand, was finished. And I got it from my computer. I'm looking at the screen, and I'm looking at a mind shift exercise. And I, I, I was demanding... And I said, I want something that proves my mind shift exercises work, and I want proof now. And I stomped my foot. And in that moment, I kick-started a clock, and I had a massive center left brain stroke that is the part of the brain that controls your ability to speak. And I was, I was muted except for two words. My husband got me to the local hospital. I was airlifted to the University of Florida Teaching Hospital. And all along the way, they're saying she will never be able to speak fluidly again. It'll be eight to nine months before she does speak. And I could, like I said, I could only say two words. I could say Donna and I could say crap. <laughs> wow. That was my big vocabulary. <laughs> and, and all along the way, I chose to detach and observe rather than to buy into that. 
and the, the mind shift exercise I'm going to share with you in just a moment, I shared, I did myself for, it must have been well on to a hundred times within, within 48 hours, which helped me to regain my ability to speak in three days. Wow. And rather than, you know, buying into it, I chose to detach. So uh, let me walk you through it. And if whoever is listening is driving, you know, you can pull over do that. It's good if you have the ability to sit down and close your eyes. But if you're driving, don't close your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> so, but what I want you to do is I want you to bring up a situation that has caused you trauma, a terrible situation. I want you to understand is that rather than to empower it, we're going to dethrone it in essence. We're going to take the power away from it. We're going to diffuse it. That's a better word. So bring that situation to mind, and in order to know whether or not this works for you, we need to be able to have numbers to validate it. So what I want you to do is to rate where you are with this, this stressful, terrible situation you're bringing to mind. Rate it like you would from zero is nothing like with pain, or 10 is terrible, the, mo the worst. So just go ahead and rate that and, and have that in your mind that that's, that's the number where you are right now. So we're going to do an after rating when we finish. And it takes, when you're doing it yourself and you want to, to step through it, you can do it in as quick as seconds. You can do it in 10 seconds, 30 seconds. It will take us about 90 seconds to go through the process. It's that fast. So bring that situation to mind. And the first step is I want you to forgive yourself for where you are. Because regardless of what the situation is, self-forgiveness is profound. Just forgive yourself, even if you are convinced that you cannot forgive yourself, just go ahead and say, I forgive you, and say your name, like I would say, I forgive you, Donna. So just use your name. And the second step is you want to ask it to show itself. Take a three-dimensional form. You want It could be a graphic figure. It could be a person. But you need it. It could be a building. You want it to take three-dimensional form because in order for it to have boundaries, in your mind's eye, it needs to take a form. And as you do, as it, it, as it takes a form, it begins to dim. And it begins to move away from you. Because it is no longer out there and all around you. It is now in your mind's eye, finite. And that is powerful. That step is powerful. The next step is I want you to step back from it one step. And as you do, it starts to move away from you more and it begins to get smaller. And step back and just notice it and just observe. And just look at it. And then say out loud, hmm, isn't that interesting? And you can smile because by smiling in the process, it releases positive chemicals in your brain that can help you feel better. And just notice it. And as you look at it, you can say, hmm, isn't that interesting? You can say, hmm, isn't that unusual? But just get that smile on your face and notice it. And as you do, you have disconnected. You're no longer fueling it. It is moving away from you further. It is dimming. And then you open your eyes and you look up and to the right. You pivot your entire body 45 degrees to the right. Continue looking up. And you ask, where 
would I rather be? It's unnecessary to answer that because you've given your subconscious mind what we call a code modifier. You've given it a question to answer. In that process, you are literally rewriting your subconscious mind. And now what I want you to do is look back at that situation and rate where you are now. I've had people say they've gone from an 8 to a 2. I did this a live presentation um, this last week. I had someone said they went from a 10 to a 2. It might You might stay exactly where you are, and that's okay. Because what you brought up is on the surface of what's actually causing you the stress or the trauma. Now, is this going to last forever? Of course not. My question is, is how many times do you need to take a shower? A daily shower is a good idea. Doing a mind shift exercise every day is good. In fact, if you position yourself to spend 10 minutes a day, just 10 minutes a day, doing a mind shift exercise, you can retrain your brain on how to think differently. It is shifting negative thoughts to positive patterns. That is wonderful. Thank you. I went from a 7 to a 3. Wow. Yes. That's wonderful. Yes. I feel a little bit of relief around it. That's wonderful. And just know that if it comes back up, that's just fine. Just go ahead and do it again. And it becomes faster and faster. It only takes about 40 days to create a habit. Mm. But, I, but I want you to know that we're, we're not going to look at ourselves as making wholesale, wholesale changes. You need to pick a particular item and deal with it one step at a time. That's the way mm. we live life better, easier, happier. It's when we deal with one thing at a time rather than looking at this big picture that is cluttered. Wow. Yeah, I always look at the big picture and I get stuck. So I love this concept. One little do, thing at a time. Do you choose... May I put my coach hat on? Is it okay? Yes, please. Do you wish to be stuck? No. Okay. So since you wish to be, you, you no longer wish to be stuck, mm -hmm. so you wished to be stuck until recently. So when you hear something come out of your mouth that anchors someplace that you would rather not be, I would like for you to add two words to that. Okay. Un until recently. So okay. when you say something like, I I'm stuck, just say until recently because it cancels it. If you say I am stuck, your subconscious mind takes it as a reality and as fact because the subconscious mind has no judgment. It takes everything as reality and fact. So the biggest key to changing our life, for me I've learned, is that the words we choose set ourselves up for either success or failure. So anytime something comes out of your mouth that you would choose to be different than, just say until recently. And you, in the moment, cancel it. I love that, until recently. That is beautiful. Thank you. You're welcome. 
So in what way did your thinking actually affect your physical being? What, what shifted so quickly? I was unsure exactly why I was able to be able to speak in three days. I had no idea until this experience that the way we think has such power over our physicality. I had no idea until my stroke experience that we do have the ability to change ourselves on a molecular level. When I started thinking differently, rather than buy into this disease, I chose to detach from it and to observe. I started looking for the words. I asked my subconscious mind, because I could not speak, in my mind's eye, to myself, I thought, because I could, I could understand everything that was said around me. I could hear and understand. It seems like my, my sense of hearing was amplified. But by thinking differently, I was told later, because I actually asked my husband's shrink, how, how was I able to do that? And he said, what you did was you retrained your brain and you, let me get the words right, you rewired your neural pathways because of the neuroplasticity of the brain. We have the ability to rewire. And today, if, it, when I had my stroke, when they did an MRI of my brain, there is a black hole, a black spot about the size of a golf ball on the center left part of my brain, which is about the size of the area that controls your ability to speak. It was completely blacked out. Wow. I was able to somehow, by the way that I thought, I said, where are my words? I'm going to look for the words. And I was able to literally, to just by thinking differently, my brain was able to find different pathways to go find those words. Now, today, if you did an MRI, and I had one done about six months ago to do a, a, a check-in, that area is still black. It is still void, and wow. it, is, it is a dead area, which means that we only use about 10% of our brain, so apparently we, we do have the ability to, to rewire based on the way that we think. Now, when I was in the hospital, the Halloween of 2013 was on a Thursday, and on the Friday, I'm thinking, where are my words? How many words would I want if I were going to a foreign country? probably a hundred and I made a list in my head. I couldn't write them down because we're crosswired. I am right-handed and I couldn't write. I would start to write and it squiggles. Wow. And, and so I had to think the words. And the first word that I thought was, I want to find is hello. And I, um, you know, close my eyes. I'm drinking a tremendous amount of water because I knew that my brain needed extra water. And I went through this process for about 36 hours because I was I was rested, but I'm in the hospital. I'm going to be there. They told me I'd be there for seven days. And I closed my eyes, and all of a sudden I saw this big hallway, which was it was a long room that was like a hallway, where it was a, a, a really wide, because it was a long, narrow room. On each side of the room were four-drawer filing cabinets, and they had all the drawers were open. And in the middle of the floor, going as far as the eye could see, were piles of file folders. 
And I backed out of the room and I looked up and over the door it said Word file room. So it was my Word file room. So I said, yeah. okay, I've got to go, go find a file folder with hello. And I looked around and looked around in my mind's eye and I'm, I'm moving around with my hands because I'm thinking and I'm moving my hands like I'm looking for file folders and they were convinced in the hospital that I was crazy because I was <laughs> drinking all this water. They thought I was pouring the water down the drain. Yeah. And I found I found the first file and it said hello and I opened it up and it was like a child's book, you know, where they pop up and the, mm. the letters popped up and they were different different looking characters like a different font. And I thought, well, that's hello. Okay, I recognize the word, of course. I said, but what does it sound like? And when I thought that, the upper right-hand corner, there was a button, a big button. And so I pushed it, and I heard, hello. That was my voice. And I thought, well, that's, yeah, that's what I sound like, hello. And I thought, well, does it sound differently? And another button came up, and I pushed that button, and it was, hello. And I said, well, that's me too. And, and I thought, well, this, is there another way that I say it? Another button came up and it was, hello. Wow. <laughs> so I started toning out the words. I would, I would say, hell, and I started toning them out. And that's what I did to relearn my vocabulary was start toning them out. And I was able to speak fluidly on the following Sunday, three days later. Oh, my God. That is wonderful. Ah. I'm so happy for you. Thank you. Oh, my goodness. It's amazing when we do put our minds to work for us what we can accomplish. I, I pretty well understand what you're talking about because I have all these physical ailments, and I really call it my disposal system because it's my bladder and I don't have much of a colon and everything. And... All of my positive thoughts and all of my positive direction have actually helped me stop taking some of my medications. And to me, that's like, oh, my God, it has to be all this positive thinking. Because if you don't have much of a colon, it really doesn't work well. And I was living on like three different medications. And now I only take once in a while one of them. So... I really love your concept of, you know, especially one little thing at a time because I think I've tried to do too much of everything at one time and that's why I still have clutter. So I am going to do your exercise every day. Thank you. Thank you. And what I say is, you know, we are worth 10 minutes a day. Yes, we are. Definitely. So what does, hmm, isn't that interesting mean? It's a way of looking at what you're dealing with and taking a different attitude. Hmm. It's, it's just, isn't that interesting? Rather than being, excuse me, rather than being judgmental or being angry, it shifts you into a place of almost amusement. Hmm. Okay. Because yeah, I, I, I was thinking when you said, you know, during the exercise, okay, so that's interesting, and I could look at it 
two different ways as, hmm, that's interesting. That person is not a good influence on me. And the other way is, oh, it's interesting. I don't have to deal with that person anymore. Which, so would, I, you pre which would you prefer? I don't have to deal with that person anymore. So go there. Mm, yep. It's, it, yeah, so, so go there. And... And it's it's putting yourself in in the place of being, it's it's stepping away from from our our judgmental. We we most every person that I know has, were raised in a highly judgmental environment. And one of the things that I want to do and have been doing for the past ten years with my coaching clients, I've been doing for more than 40 years with people in management is I wanted to create an environment that was judgment-free, guilt-free, mm -hmm. and blame-free. And I've added one additional freedom to that environment, and I've called it wine-free because coming into a situation of a coaching session or someplace where someone needs assistance is I want it to be wine-free, just leave the whining at the door can bring a situation and we can talk about it but don't whine about it because all that will do is anchor it right yes and you know um, I have days where uh, I'll tell my husband oh my god I don't know what I ate or what I drank but my bladder is so bad today and I never gave thought by saying that that I'm making it worse <laughs> Yeah, anything that anything that we say, our subconscious mind takes as a reality, Catherine. Anything mm. that we say. And sometimes even if something is bothering us, physically bothering us, if we give it word, if we say it, then we create it. We anchor it. Mm. So the best thing to do is to detach from it. And and one of the ways that I've been doing with myself and with people I've been working with and executives in management and people on the front lines of work is if you want to change a thought pattern, ask yourself a why question in a positive way. Affirmations, traditional affirmations, didn't work for me. It's like if someone is broke, and they say, want to say, I am wealthy, your subconscious mind is going to go, huh, bull, you're not wealthy, I know better than that. Right. Because of the fact that, that it knows. It knows the reality. But if okay. you say, if you're dealing with something that's physical, and you want it to change, then think about the possibility of reframing a positive question. Like, why is it easier, hmm, let me think, if we're dealing with, say, bladder, why is it why is it easier for me to ah why am I listening to my body and getting up and going to the bathroom quicker? Mm. I love and, that. And it's just I'm just trying to think of something that would work because my, I've been dealing with mother and her bladder, mother's had bladder issues for quite a few years. And it's a case of retraining her body to get up and go quicker. So it's uh, maybe if you're dealing with abundance, it's, it's why is it easier for me to, uh, why is it easier for me to let go of things? 
why is it becoming easier for me to let go of things? Mm. As a becoming, you want to use becoming words, something, reframe that situation into a question that is a positive question, like, where would I rather be? Make it a short question, but where would I rather be? So, and people say, well, how do I find you? And it's very easy. Just go to the book site, mindshiftondemand.com, and there's a, you can, you can opt in for a four-minute audio of the MindShift exercise. Hmm, isn't that interesting? And, um, you know, download it. Take it with you. You can listen to it on the, the computer. It takes about four minutes to walk through it, but you learn how to go through the process. And it's a simple process. And I've had people tell me it's life-changing. And some instances, I've had people say that it was life-saving for them. And that, that touched my heart tremendously. Mm. Definitely. Yes, I haven't had a chance to download it myself, but I definitely plan to. And Thank you. You're welcome. And I guess that I have to look outside of the box now because I have an actual illness with my bladder. It's called interstitial cystitis. And often it's like having a bladder infection, but you, it doesn't show as that physically. So I have to look at it differently as the positive and look at what's going on in my life for that day. You, you know, I have experienced cramps and pain in my neck and my shoulders. Mm-hmm. And when I looked back at what I was thinking, I was feeling like I had so much to do, I felt like I was holding up the world. Or someone was being a pain in my neck. And I would say words like that, and it would manifest in my body. Wow. That so is, yes. It, it just, you know, it, there might be some link there. Just a thought. Yes, definitely. I'm, I'm going to start being more conscious of what I say and um, what's going on around me because, you know, just like the spirituality, I recognize different signs for messages from the beyond that you're, you're putting me on a different track of healing on my journey of healing. So thank you. You're welcome because mm. the words we choose set ourselves up for either success or failure. Yes, yes. So we are coming close to time to end. So um, what would you actually share the most important thing that people should look at and think about? The one thing that my mother tells me before I head out to compete in a poker tournament is she tells me, that if I feel like I'm under stress and I can take a break, if if there's an opportunity to take a break, she says, go hug a tree. Mm. And she said, you need to ground yourself. And you need to realize that, that, you know, ground yourself with Mother Nature. And what she also says is when I go out the door, she says, Donna, remember to breathe. And when you breathe, if you want that moment of relaxation, of to clearing stress, all you need to do is to take one slow, deep breath through your nose, watch the air as it goes into your lungs, and then exhale through pursed lips very slowly and watch the air. 
in that moment when you take one breath, you have shifted to the moment you've shifted to mindfulness. And that is the key to everything in our life is being in the moment. And that's a perfect reminder for myself because I do notice that I don't breathe and I'm seeing doctors about that actually. And I need to make myself more conscious about that too. You made it um, a stronger lesson for me and more compelling to remember. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you so much for having me on the Celestial Spoon. I'm thrilled to be here. And yes, and I would love to welcome you back because I know there's still so much more that we haven't discussed, but um, time is short, and, you know, in a few months, I'll welcome you back. I would love to come back, Catherine. Thank you. That would be great. So, everyone listening, um, thank you for listening, and please pay attention and take to heart the things that Donna has shared with us today because they're very powerful, and just think of yourself, whatever situation you're in, uh, like Donna said, she she had the stroke, and it, it cleared everything up because of her, her mindset and everything, and I recognize myself, like I said, the different things, how I can take control of it. So definitely go and download that four-minute audio because it's a, it's a great thing to practice daily. And please remember to share my podcast and you know, listen as often as possible because all my guests have wonderful information and they have many different techniques that they share that one might be better for you than the other. And, you know, I'm, I'm excited to bring this information to you every week. And if you, would like to, if you would like me to speak at your event, please contact me at Catherine at CatherineMLab.com. That's C-A-T-H-E-R-I-N-E-M-L-A-U-B.com. And my website is www.thecelestialspoon.com, T-H-E-C-E-L-E-S-T-I-A-L. S-P-O-O-N.com, and you can download a free report on overcoming stress along with purchasing a psychic reading or mentoring by me. And if you email me and say that you heard me on my podcast, I will give you a 10% discount. We can talk on the phone, through Skype, email, or if you're close to Central Suffolk County, New York, in person. And again, you can find Donna and download that recording that she was talking about at mindshiftondemand.com, M-I-N-D-S-H-I-F-T-O-N-D-E-M-A-N-D.com. This is Catherine Laub. Have a wonderfully blessed day. Thank you for listening to our conversation. We hope that you found the discussion to be rewarding and inspirational and you take action to create a healthier and happier personal environment for yourself and those you interact with. If you like this episode of The Celestial Spoon, please listen again next time to learn more about how spirituality has guided others to advance their lives. We wish you the best on your personal journey.